0: Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistad, Missouri. Please stand by, our service will begin shortly.
1: All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship service this morning. It's wonderful to be with you all here in God's house to worship uh, together as brothers and sisters in Christ and also to receive from him uh, those gifts Welcome of to word to and sacrament. Welcome to Trinity
0: Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Carol Please stand Clydeacre. as the bell is ringing to greet each other this Sunday morning
1: in land. the name of the Lord. The
0: Reverend <clears> Jake <throat> Sletten will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the lay minister, Bruce Sletten, and the organist is Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Michael Hesseman and Lisette Vaught. Today's order of the service is at www.trinity1874.com. The radio broadcast for today is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. Our opening hymn today is Christ, the Life of All the Living, found on page 420, verses 1 through 4 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Christ, the Life of All the Living, found on page 420, verses 1 through 4.
1: All right, and as you are taking your seats, we will begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we are thankful today for this Lord's Day, and we are thankful, Lord, for the name that calls us here, the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, Lord, fill our hearts and our minds and our souls with a zeal for your house of worship here. Um, Lord, we know that in all things that you go before us, we are here today, Lord, to receive the forgiveness of our sins, uh, Lord, not because we are worthy of it, but because you have deemed us worthy of your love and of your grace and mercy. Truly, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Please stand.
2: Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner,
1: has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So that in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Once again, the hymn for today is
0: Christ the Life of All the Living, verses 1-4. through found on page 420 of the Lutheran Service Book.
2: mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, for I know my transgressions. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Behold. I was brought forth in iniquity. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being. You teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning. And though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children, provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament lesson comes from Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. It will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. This is the word of our Lord. O come, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame.
1: the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Uh, Please bring up your mighty might at this time as well. Okay. Thank you. All right. You guys can turn around and face me, please. How are we today? Good. Sun's out, right? Everybody, that kind of helps to brighten everybody's everybody's mood. Okay. So, uh, a fairly easy question. What season of the church year are we in right now? What is it called, Grace? Lent. That's right. Okay. And as we talked about at the very beginning of Lent, we are going through this time in order to, to take a look at, our, at ourselves, to find out how much, in fact, that we are indeed sinful and how much that we are in need of a Savior, right? Well, the hymn that we're going to be singing in just a little bit, it's called the Hymn of the, the Day. The Hymn of the Day is that hymn uh, which sort of summarizes the or helps to, to set the table for the message, the sermon that is about to... Be read, okay. And this is how the first four verses of that of that hymn go. The hymn is called "God Loved the World So That He Gave." It's kind of it's very um, it comes from the the uh, the John three sixteen text. Okay, God loved the world so that He gave His only Son and the lost to save, that all who would in Him believe should everlasting life receive. Who do you think the lost are? In that verse, Harper? Us. Us. That's right. We are lost. And why are, are we lost? Because of, because of sin. Right. Good. Okay. So, God sent His only Son to save the lost. Good. Verse 2 Christ Jesus is the ground of faith, who was made flesh and suffered death. All then who trust in Him alone are built on this chief cornerstone. And who is the chief cornerstone? Carly? God, Jesus is, right? Okay? Jesus, God is that ground of faith. Jesus is the cornerstone. Do you guys know what the cornerstone of a building is? Anybody know? No? Kind of, yeah. The cornerstone is the most important uh, stone or the most important co- component of the building. Okay? Because on it is really a lot of the weight of the entire building itself. And if the cornerstone were to lead or to, were to um, break or to not do what it is supposed to do, then the entire building crumbles. And so that's why Jesus is called our chief cornerstone, because it is in him, as the verse says, that we are grounded in our faith. <clears throat> verse 3, God would not have the sinner die. His Son with saving grace is nigh. His Spirit in the Word declares how we, how we in Christ are heaven's heirs. Okay, Who remembers... How we are made God's children, and the Holy Spirit has a big has a big part of it. I'll give you a hint. It happens right there, Maddie. Baptism. Very good. in In that sacrament, okay, we see uh, that God and His Son Jesus. We are united with Him. All right, united in His death, united in His resurrection, and, and as such, we are declared heirs. We are um, declared. Uh, what's another word for error? Uh, we receive the benefits of what Jesus has won for us. Heaven's benefits. And then finally, verse 4. Be of good cheer, for God's own Son forgives all sins which you have done. Does he forgive just some of the sins? No. He forgives all of them. <clears throat> His Son, uh, God's... Let's see. God's own Son forgives all sins which you have done, and justified by Jesus' blood, your baptism grants the highest good. And of course, the, the highest good is to be loved by Christ, to be forgiven of our, of our sins, all right? And as we continue through this Lent journey, we are creeping and getting so close to Holy Week and Easter, okay? And it, it is on Easter Sunday that we celebrate just how much that God loved the world, that He did send His only Son, that whoever believes in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life with Him, just as He now uh, has been raised to new life. Okay? Will you guys put your hands together and repeat after me. Dear Jesus, Thank you for dying and rising again for me. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks.
2: The epistle lesson is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 beginning at the 16th verse. From now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away; behold, the new has come. All this is from God Who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand.
1: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 26th chapter. <clears throat> And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. This is the gospel of our Lord.
0: The hymn of the day is, God Loved the World So That He Gave, found on page 571 of the Lutheran Service Book, verses 1 through 4. Again, God Loved the World So That He Gave, page 571, verses 1 through 4.
1: Would you all pray with me, please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the Old Testament lesson that was just read, David's psalm, Psalm 32, in which he says, Blessed is is the one whose sin has been forgiven, the one whose sin has been covered. We know the Lent stories well. We've heard them before. When Jesus washed his disciples' feet, when Jesus predicted Peter's denial, when Jesus told his disciples that after he had risen, that he would go on ahead of them into Galilee. When Peter told his Lord and his Savior and his Messiah that he would never deny him. That he would never leave him. And when Peter did leave him, he did in fact deny, ever knowing Jesus. We know, too, about how the other disciples promised to do the very same thing. We will never leave you, Lord, and yet they left, too, when Jesus had told them that all of them would leave him. Have any of you ever wondered what it would be like to witness these things and these stories and events? What would it be like to sort of be that proverbial fly on the wall and to see it and to hear it and to feel it? What would it be like when Jesus washed his to to see when Jesus washed his disciples' feet? What would it have been like to be there? And to have the Lord of creation, the Lord that knows you better than anyone? The Lord who knows your sin, the Lord who knows everything about you, what would it have been like for that Lord to kneel down in front of you and to wash your feet? The bounty to turn Jesus over to the authorities was 30 pieces of silver. Did you ever wonder what the coins sounded like as they clanked around in the bag That Judas kept them in. When Jesus predicted not only Peter's denial, but the desertion of all the disciples, I wonder what Jesus felt when he told his disciples that that very night they would all desert him. Did he feel a sense of despair? Did he feel lonely? Perhaps his feelings in the Garden of Gethsemane give us a peek into what he was actually feeling. This from verse 38, a little bit later in the chapter from Matthew that was just read. Jesus said, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. My soul is very sorrowful, Jesus said, to the point of death. I wonder what Jesus' voice sounded like when he said, after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Did it sound like he knew something that they didn't? Did it sound something like when you were young and you were standing on the edge of, of of the pool and you've got your floaties on and your parents are there in the pool and they say, go ahead and jump, it's going to be fine, I will catch you and hopefully all of your parents caught you. But was it like that, where Jesus knew something that they didn't? I wonder, I wonder what Peter was thinking when he told Jesus that he would never leave him, even though all of the other disciples might. Did Peter actually believe what he said? Or was he just saying it in order to sort of make himself look better than the other disciples? We know, in fact, that, they, that there was an argument amongst them about who would be the greatest one. Perhaps this was Peter's way of sort of putting a, another tally for him. I wonder what feeling hit Peter. Peter when Jesus told them that before sunrise the next day that he would deny him three separate times, and this right after he confidently said that he would never leave him? Did he feel sheepish? Did he feel dismayed? Or perhaps he felt incredulous, unable to accept what was true. What would you have felt if Jesus told you that you would deny ever knowing him. Not once or twice, but three separate times. I wonder how confidently Peter and the other disciples promised Jesus, that, promised Jesus that they would die before they would ever desert him. And after Jesus had told Peter that he would deny knowing him, how did their voices sound then? Were their voices a, a little shaky? Did they quiver a little bit? Heck, did they even sound convincing at all? Or did they all just chime in with Peter after he said it? Something like, yeah, Lord, yeah, me too. I will will not deny you and I will not leave you either. I wonder if you and I would have reacted the same way that the disciples eventually did. And so I I have a confession to make this morning. For a long time, I didn't think that I would ever act like they did. How could I? How could I ever act like Peter did, denying him three separate times? Denying him one time is one thing, but then you have two other times to make up for it. And I thought for a long time that I would never have acted like Peter, that I would have never acted like one of Jesus' twelve disciples, that I would have run with my tail between my legs and ran off scared, scared for my own skin. So much so that I actually looked down upon the disciples, and especially Peter. He was my least favorite disciple. How could Peter have been so foolish? How could Peter have been such a liar? This wasn't the first time that he had had been so brash about something and didn't follow through. We have seen this before from him. He says to Jesus as he is walking to Peter on the water, Lord, if it is you, because he doesn't believe that it is, but Lord, if it is you, tell me to come on the water. Jesus says, come. And Peter starts, and then what happens? He takes his sight off of his Lord and he begins to sink. And instead, his words come out, Lord, save me. How could Peter and the other disciples have been so foolish? But then the words of the Lent hymn, Alas, and did my Savior bleed. We're going to be singing that during Communion. Verses 1 through 3 come to mind. And if you have your hymnal there, you are welcome to open to it. It says, Alas, and did my Savior bleed? And did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? Was it for crimes that I had done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond degree. Well might the sun in darkness hide and shut his glories in when God, the mighty maker, died for his own creature's sin. And then I remember that my faith gets really shaky too. That sometimes I, myself, Question God, why is this happening? If you are such a good and wonderful and gracious God, why is this happening? Yeah, I've, I've asked those questions too. And I remember that in my sin, it is how I ask those questions. And in my sin, how often that I forget that God has been so good to me. And how blessed and fortunate that I am to be loved and forgiven by him because I am a worm in my sin. You see, your sin and my sin denied Jesus. Your sin and mine keep us from following through just like the disciples promised that they would do. Your sin and mine caused the Son of God to die. And it's painful to be told that. It's painful to be reminded of that. It's painful to hear that reality and that truth. I'm sure that many of us could remember a lot of the sins that we have committed. I know I definitely can. And yet, we hear from Psalm 32, perhaps one of the most chief of sinners, King David himself, we hear words of comfort by a chief sinner. If you look at that with me in your bulletin. So David, after he has committed adultery and then he has committed murder, and then he tried to cover it up. He tried to deny it himself. Nathan comes to him and says, you are the man. David recognizes his sin, and this is one of the psalms that David wrote. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. He goes on, therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely, in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble, you surround me with shouts of deliverance. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, the lost. But steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. And so David writes in the last verse, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy all you upright in heart. I wonder, I wonder what David was feeling when he wrote this psalm. When he turned his own guilt of sin into a song of praise about forgiveness, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, he writes, whose sin is covered and whose spirit is no more deceit. I wonder, too, how fast did did Peter's heart race as he raced to the tomb once he found out that his Lord was not there? We know how Peter reacted when he saw Jesus for the first time after his resurrection. He sees his Lord and then this time his impetuousness and his way of not thinking before he acts really sort of does him good. He throws himself headlong into the lake and he charges after his Lord. He charges after the one whose death has forgiven his sin. He charges after the one who has forgiven his transgressions, and he runs toward the one who no longer has any memory of it. As I said last, last week, it, it still holds true. It's, it's amazing that, and that our omnipotent God, the God who can do everything, who has everything in creation under his power, he's got a terrible memory when it comes to sin. Because he doesn't simply remember. We know, too, that the disciples' sin has been covered, that Peter was later reinstated, that his sin was covered, and we know that our sins have been covered as well. I say that again, in case you weren't listening, your sins have been covered by the blood of of Christ. It does not matter what the sin is. It does not matter how many times that you have committed it. You are blessed because your sin has been covered by the blood of Christ. And so we pray and we sing with David that we are glad in the Lord and we rejoice and shout for joy because like David, our sin has been covered too. David's sin was covered by the blood of Jesus Our sin has been covered by the blood of Jesus. It has been removed from God's memory, and all that remains is you, his perfect and beloved child, because of his Son. His beloved child that he looks upon as his very own. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe believe in God, the Father Almighty, Almighty, maker maker of heaven heaven and earth. And And in Jesus Christ, Christ, his only Son,
0: our Lord, Lord, who was was conceived conceived by the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit
1: Please be seated. At this time, we will gather our tithes and offerings. Whether you are a member or a guest with us, please find the red sign-in book that is in your pew, um, and please sign that so that we know that you were here to worship with us. Those who receive it back on the aisle sides, please tear off the top sheet and place it on top, and the elders will come around after worship this morning to pick those up. We collect our tithes and offerings.
0: These radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Their number is 417-235-7300. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. There are Easter lilies that are available for purchase to beautify our services as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord on Easter Sunday. The cost is $10 each. Orders and payment must be in by April 7th to the church office. A men's Bible study meets each Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. in the Narthex. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. Again, that number is 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is entitled, Life Worth Living, and the speaker is the Rev. Dr. Michael Ziegler. Jesus calls us to hate life in this world, not because he wants hateful people. Rather, he wants us to more deeply love true life. And that may be found in John chapter 12, verses 12 through 36. And now we will return to our church for the collection of the offerings and to begin the Holy Communion.
2: Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and the opportunity to worship you in this place. We honor you by many names. Today, we remember you as God of all grace and mercy. While we continue to strive to live according to your word, our sinning continues. You are always there, willing to forgive, forget, and strengthen us. Keep this session in our hearts and minds as we continue our journey through this Lenten season. Lead us in ways that are pleasing in your sight. Help us find the time to reflect on our need for penitence, to be in your word, to speak the truth of your Son to all we meet this week. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, Those on the road to recovery. Lift up all those on our health list. Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Oren, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob, Mark, Warren, Gary, Bob, Emma, Brenda, Rosemarie, Arlene, Bob, John, Mary Ann, Debbie, Mary, Fred, Lisa, Jen, Catherine, Bonnie, Deborah, and Joe. We lift up all those as well as those others, our loved ones, we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues. And if it be your will, heal them completely and give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally, in our state, and in our local communities, as well as the leaders of our own Lutheran Synod. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves, especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer Christopher Smith, who was serving in the Navy at the Academy, and David Hessman, who was deployed overseas, as well as their families, Who pray and wait for their safe return. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your heavenly angel to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. A prayer for birthdays being celebrated this week. We give you thanks O Lord for the many blessings you have given to your servants, Ethel Helmkamp, celebrating 89 years, Barb Steinberg, celebrating 84 years, and Florine Towers, celebrating 83 years, especially for bestowing on them length of days in this present life. Grant that they may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May this celebration of their births be a celebration of life both now and the life to come. Lord, in your mercy, a prayer for our children. Gracious Lord, we honor you by many names. Today we honor you as the creator of all things, especially life. We lift up our children to you in prayer, asking that you will continue to bless them mightily, give them strength, good health, and the desire to learn more about you, Jesus. You be with them this week as they go about their vocation as students, obedient children, willing servants. Lord, in your mercy. mercy. And finally, a prayer for protection. Father, we ask that you protect us against the evil one and his treacherous ways. While Satan and his minions desire to confuse us, to disrupt our relationship with you and those we love, keep us strong with thy word and with the sacrament we are about to receive. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
1: The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess
0: that I am a sinner. I I repent repent of of my sin sin and and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ Christ is my only Lord and Savior Savior from sin, sin, Satan, and and death. I believe believe that the risen Christ Christ is really really present present in the sacrament sacrament, and and under the form of the bread and wine. I receive receive his his true body and blood blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my my faith faith and life.
1: Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body given for you for the forgiveness of sins. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
0: The first communion hymn for today will be Today Your Mercy Calls Us, found on page number 915 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Today Your Mercy Calls Us, page number 915. Mysterious way found on page number 765 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, God moves in a mysterious way, page number 765. Our next communion hymn is Lord Jesus Christ, We Humbly Pray, found on page number 623 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Lord Jesus Christ, We Humbly Pray, page number 623.
1: We give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you Bless we the Lord The Lord bless you and keep you May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace
0: Christ, the life of all the living, page 420 of the Lutheran Service Book, verses 5, 6, and 7.
1: Just a few announcements before we close with our worship service today. First of all, uh, just a reminder to uh, the members of our congregation that our next voters' meeting is next Sunday, uh, immediately after church. We'll have uh, a potluck beforehand, and then we will have our voters' meeting afterwards. Also, uh, Thomas Mell from Thrivent in Lockwood is going to be here giving us a short uh, uh, presentation on choice dollars and a few other things as well for those who are members of Thrivent. Our Lenten service is this Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. As always, kids, you can wear your PJs to church on on Wednesdays. Uh, And then these last two have to do with one another. First of all, uh, we are extending until until this Friday, April the 5th, uh, resumes for our secretary position. Uh, So if you are interested or know somebody who is, please have those in by Friday, April the 5th. And then uh, on that note, on May the 5th, May 5th, after church, Uh, even though she didn't want to, but I told her that she had to. Uh, We are going to be having a uh, celebration retirement potluck for our beloved and fearless secretary, June Fritz. Uh, That's going to be happening after church on May the 5th. So please mark your uh, calendars for that as well. And I believe that's all the announcements that we have. I pray that you all be very, very blessed week.
0: It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer today has been Carol Kleibaker, and we wish you a blessed week.